0: everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Stags Sports Rap Podcast. J.J. Duke here with Drew Kingsley. Drew, uh, this is six episodes into the show and I'm always happy to kind of keep saying and keep harping on the fact that it's been another good week in Fairfield Athletics. I think we really, we kind of joke about this a little bit that we should cherish these weeks more than we really kind of appreciate. But the fact of the matter is, Every time that we've been able to do this, our Fairfield Stags athletics teams across the board have just always put on great showings after great showings. And it just makes this show to do so much more special. 20 and 0, 20 and 0. Let's get into it. Fairfield baseball is 20 and 0. And there's what we're going to begin. Fairfield baseball continued its perfect start to the 2021 season with another six win week. As this past Wednesday, they knocked off local rival Quinnipiac in games three and four of that split week series, and then swept all four games against Monmouth uh, on Saturday and Sunday, which maintained their perfect run to begin the season. Drew, I was there. You're watching either from a distance or from another press box, but it's just absolutely crazy to think the different types of ways that this team is going about winning games but in doing so the trends are very much staying the same where you're either getting dominant starting pitching guys producing up and down the lineup and always when there's a moment to capitalize on a mistake Fairfield is right there to not only pounce on it but they're making it hurt
1: oh yeah those two Quinnipiac wins this week they came from behind in both of them Uh, Monmouth particularly yesterday on Saturday I should say um Fairfield just took advantage of every mistake Monmouth made and it wasn't a lot but they capitalized on every single one of them and this team just that's what good teams do they find ways to win and uh, we we saw
0: it a very exciting one a few hours ago for that matter yeah we're going to get into I'll basically break down what happened in those 6 games in kind of brief little bites but on Wednesday Fairfield knocked off Quinnipiac by scores of 2 to 1 and 5 to 2 highlights of the day included Nick Graybeck again the closer for Fairfield baseball winning his second consecutive start against Quinnipiac as he went the distance in game one, Dan Ryan hit a monster home run early in game Two, key the bat, Flip swag of the century, where he chucked that bat probably into the parking lot, and also the ball maybe entered in a parking lot of an athletics or, excuse me, an academics building. Length <laughs> like that that thing one actually could have hit another athletics building, maybe just at Sacred Hearts campus for all that we know. Um, and then the Stags pushed across four runs in game two of that eighth inning, keyed by a Charlie Pagliarini's two run single to come behind and win 5 2 as they trailed for a bit of that game. So then on Saturday, Fairfield met up with Monmouth. That was one versus two going into this weekend as Monmouth had won 13 games. Fairfield had then won 16 games, but after the four games, it stayed Monmouth 13 wins. Fairfield up to 20 Saturdays wins at three to two and eight to two and got gems from Michael Sansone and Jake Noviello Sansone after picking up the save on, Wednesday in the second game went the distance in the first game on Saturday. So he basically passed the baton to himself, struck out 10 batters, which is a career high in that game, turned it over to Noviello, went eight solid innings. And despite giving up a two-run homer in the second inning of that game, he was dominant throughout, retiring 19 of the final 21 batters that he faced. Every hitter that Fairfield had got a hit on Saturday. Sunday, as Drew mentioned, we needed dramatics to get the first game over the line. John Signor was outstanding, albeit in a kind of different way. He had a battle through that game was up three, two in the seventh final scheduled inning that game with a runner on third base and two outs. He induced a ground ball up the middle that looked like it was going to close the game, but Justin Guerrero, unfortunately spiked the throw, allowing the batter to reach and the tying run to score. It looked like we were going to extra innings. Mike Caruso said, I'm not having it. First pitch swing in bottom of the seventh ball game drove it over the left field wall. If you haven't seen it on social media at the time of recording, we're closing in at about 4,500 total views across all of our social media platforms. That video has been alive for about five hours. So take what you will. Hopefully by the time this goes out, sports center will have picked that one up as well. Game two, Bryson Cafaro pushed everything that he could for six and two thirds innings, but he got support with a three run Homer from Ryan Strollo and a, Early RBI triple from Sean Cullen to win that game four-one. Drew, I've talked a lot. You take over. Big point in this is Fairfield now have a seven-win gap on the next closest rival in Niagara and Monmouth. You can't say cruise control just yet, but they're nearly there. Yeah, that's you know we uh, we joke we have fun because this is it's incredibly
1: exciting for this team to be twenty and zero. But what you just said is the big number, and that's seven, the seven-game lead in the standings right now in the lost column. And, and it's, uh, you know, it sounds like we're, you know, downplaying it, but that they're in a good position and that's really what it comes down to. You know, if you watch these four games with Monmouth, if you watch the four games with Quinnipiac for that matter, there's no doubt those are two teams that could come back and beat the stags if they run into them again. But Fairfield is just playing very well. They're putting themselves in a position to, hopefully not have to travel very far, first of all, for the postseason, but most importantly, to be in the postseason, to be in a good spot, just running on all cylinders. And 20-0 and is exciting, it's fun,
0: but that's really what it's all about, is being in position to cash in when it matters in a month or so. It certainly doesn't hurt when you're getting buzz around the nation right now because people – we talked about Anish Shroff and Mike Rooney last weekend in a national televised game giving a nice little feature about our program, but – People are finding out that this isn't just some sort of anomaly. This is a Fairfield team that is finding ways to win. It wasn't the prettiest. Let's face it. As Drew said, on on another day, Monmouth probably take two of those four games because they were just that tight. And the Hawks were one or two big swings away from changing the complex of the series. But the Stags were able to persevere. And 20 wins on the bounce doesn't matter what sport it is. That is something that you have to respect. I put it in a tweet that uh, doesn't matter the competition, if you're finding a way to be successful for that long of a consistent period, you have to tip your hat. And that's what Fairfield has done. And I spoke uh, with Mike Caruso about that walk off Homer and Michael Sansone about his one win one save week as well for him, what it means to be to be the starter that gets it going every weekend for this Fairfield staff because he opens up the series um, and also just in general about the general vibe that this Fairfield baseball team is having. So you're first here from Mike Caruso and then Michael Sanso. Kind of a crazy finish of that first game of this doubleheader here on Sunday. You guys leading all the way through misplay in the infield ties a game up. You're coming up that bat first. What's going through your mind at that point?
2: just want to get on base i mean you know baseball is a crazy game and stuff happens you know you just want to put yourself in a position to win so i mean i was just going up there you know thinking to get on base and uh allow my teammates to drive me in whenever they can
0: Well, first pitch swinging and then you must have saw something good there to let it go and how good did that feel coming off the bat oh
2: no, it felt pretty good i mean anytime you barrel up the baseball it feels good so i was you know excited they went out excited to we were able to win the game and that's all that matters win every game we play come ready to play and
0: that's really it 20 games on the bounce right now i mean this is something that you don't often see in any sport for that matter um what has this season now been like i know i asked this to you at the beginning of the season but going forward now how much fun has this group been playing together playing with joy
2: almost it seems yeah i mean we got a great group of guys and you know they're my teammates you know i love my brothers and uh yeah, we, like I said, we just come ready to play every day. And, um, you know, no matter what happens, I mean, we're having fun. And everyone's doing their job, and we're just playing baseball. We're having a great time playing, and uh, we're doing well. So that's good to see. And this series was pretty talked about as
0: well. It was build-up one versus two coming in team might have a little bit of an advantage heading to the postseason as well but having this series behind does it almost maybe take the pressure off a little bit saying that okay we got this series out of the way now we can just go across the rest of our business
2: I mean kind of I mean baseball is a crazy game you, you know you take four games from any team it's you know you've done your job but uh, you know like I said baseball you never know what's going to happen so we just got to come ready to play every day uh, it doesn't matter who we're playing and uh, you know just got to have fun and uh play stag ball.
0: So it's kind of a crazy week for you where you come in on Wednesday, have to kind of do the reverse and close the door what was a pretty tough series against Quinnipiac. I know it's a while ago since that happened, but what's that like for you, switching the mindset from starting then to close?
3: Uh, yeah, so after my freshman year, I had spent my summer in Newport relieving, so I got a lot of experience from there to really prepare me for a role like that. Um, but it's always different. It's a lot of different mindset, but I felt like I was ready for it. So it was something I was prepared to do as well.
0: Yeah, so that was on Wednesday. Then all of a sudden, 48 some hours after, then you retake the hill and get the ball rolling. And I talked with a couple of the guys over the last few shows about just passing the baton from one to the next. And what's it like for you starting the weekend, every weekend, knowing that you set the tone for everybody else?
3: Uh, it's a big responsibility, you know, and something I've really taken on um, and just tried to do my best with uh first one's always the hardest and it's been really nice to be able to get that first one every weekend for us um and then everybody else following up and when you have a team that's hitting like this it always makes it a lot easier too
0: especially this weekend because it wasn't the big bats that we saw the last couple of weekends it's the clutch hitting just the big moments. so for you as a starter how gratifying is that knowing that you got some help behind you no matter how well or how tough it may be to throw in a given day
3: Yeah, I've had faith in this lineup since day one. Even when that 1-4 to isn't hitting well, I mean, our whole lineup, 1-9, to is a bunch of great hitters. So when one guy doesn't do the job, the next guy does, and that's just how we've been doing it all year. Finally,
0: this team is going to actually get the chance to go on the road after 20 straight games at home. So you have to remind yourself perhaps what the bus is going to be like or what is these next few games, knowing that St. Peter's and then Manhattan um, just changing the mindset.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be a little different, um, but once we get there, it's gonna be the same mindset. Get there, go win a game. So outside of the bus ride, nothing changes. So big thanks to those guys chatting
0: with me after the conclusion of Sunday's doubleheader. Fairfield will travel for the first time this season. We'll talk talk all about that later on in the show. Speaking of road games, Fairfield women's Across traveled to New Rochelle to face off against Iona for a pair of games and. Laura Field's team prevailed in both of them, 14-6 on Friday, 16-12 on Sunday in the second contest. The Big highlights of the weekend, Ellie Grefenstett bagging nine goals across two games, which ups her total at 22 on the season. Kelly Horning and Megan Graham had steady weekends, including Megan picking up her 100th career point, making her the third different player to hit the century mark in career points this weekend. So congratulations to Megan on that. And not to be forgotten, Deanna DeVita had eight points on the weekend as well. And Drew, this was a bounce back weekend for the Stacks because they lost to Siena last weekend after having a little bit of a brief pause in their schedule. They have two games left on their schedule. Um, What that's remained to be seen, we'll let you know about that in a moment. But The point is, if Fairfield continue on the pace that they're going, similar to baseball, they're setting themselves up to not leave Rafferty Stadium much, if at all, in the postseason.
1: Really a couple business trips down to New Rochelle this weekend. If you look based solely on the standings, these were possibly sort of the trap games in the back half of the schedule with, you know, Sienna last week and then Marist and Monmouth coming up who are all near the top. Iona near the bottom, but... As we saw, that's that's a fighting team, 16-12 today, played a one-goal game with Iona not too long ago. So just great for them to get back on track, to go take care of business twice, and to be ready to go heading into this stretch run.
0: Yeah, I think it's very important for that group to get in the correct mindset for the final few weeks of the season, because as Drew mentioned, you've got two perennial challengers coming up in the next week and a half in the two remaining games in the schedule. However, uh, just make sure to keep an eye on fairfieldstags.com as Maris Athletics are starting to slowly roll back their program-wide pause as they had a handful of teams compete this weekend, but not their lacrosse programs. But this is Sunday night recording. That game is a week away. So again, make sure to stay with us on fairfieldstags.com. But as of right now, Laura Field's team is in a very good position with an eight and one record. And possibly they may be the only team that will get to double digit wins at the end of the regular season. Speaking of ends of the regular season, two teams just finished up their regular season schedules this week, and that is the men's and women's tennis team. Now, both of these teams are in very strong positions to qualify for the MAC championship tournament weekend down in New Jersey. And again, at the time of recording this podcast, which is Sunday evening, uh, we do not have the official. Seeds of the four team tournament on both the men's and the women's side. However, we can start to kind of piece some things together. First off on the men's side who conclude their season with a six and three overall record four and one in Mac play. They picked up a very important victory on Saturday going up to Quinnipiac, usually the team that's kind of right there with Fairfield and Monmouth. Uh, in that one through three spot, picked up a 6-1 victory on the road. And then they hosted Monmouth on Sunday, which was a day basically that would determine the regular season champion, the top seed in the MAC tournament. Monmouth won 5-2. However, the Stags competed very hard against the top ranked team, not only in the league, but actually in the region, uh, which is quite impressive to say for a team out of this league. Uh, But there were a couple notables from the matches on Sunday. Junior Kaya Gore capped off an perfect run through Mac singles play at number one singles and Ken Shah also completed an unbeaten mark at four and oh and Mac play at number five singles as both players earned wins against Monmouth and Drew will touch on this one brief with you uh, but I feel like that was a very high bar that Fairfield men's tennis had to compete with this weekend and the back-to-back very much emulates what tournament play would be like is if you win on Saturday, you got to go back in less than 24 hours and try to win a title the next day.
1: That's uh, that's absolutely right. That essentially was. And for all we know could end up being the, the Mac tournament layout. Quinnipiac is a, as you said, a seed right around Fairfield. And then Monmouth, the number one, you would have to think they'll be in the final if it comes to it. So to to beat Quinnipiac and then to have a strong showing against Monmouth obviously came up short. But, you know, I think all those guys that played today know that they can play with Monmouth. And if they see that same matchup again, they'll be ready to go. And, yeah, just a great way to get prepared to go into the tournament in Jersey
0: this coming weekend. Yeah, so then on the women's side now, they actually wrapped up their – regular season schedule this past Wednesday because of a couple of changes within the schedules, but uh, they lost to Quinnipiac in a rematch of the 2019 MAC final. However, there's a lot of good notes to come from that team as the Stags women's tennis team completed their spring with a five and seven overall record, three and two in league play. And they've had a couple of young players, a couple of elder statesmen uh, continue to run the load for that team. And During the week, I actually had a chance uh, to sit down over Zoom with uh, a player from each team, grad student Stathis Serenides and sophomore Francesca Carmen, uh, to talk about their respective seasons, kind of how the group has built, especially over the fact that when we talked with Jeff Bricker on the Stag Sports Network Season Outlook podcast, you didn't really have that much time to gain match fitness heading into Mac play. So how they built themselves throughout the season and the expectations for both teams, um, if they do get their bid into the postseason. So as I mentioned, this, was recorded previously. So this was after the women's match against Quinnipiac on Wednesday and before the men played their final two matches. So there's going to be a couple of holes they have to fill from that interview, but it's still a great chance to chat with Stathis and Francesco. So here's my talk with them uh, earlier this week. So in the final week or so of the regular season, men's and the women's team right now, five overall wins for both, both teams with three league wins as well. Stathis, for you, with your group playing a couple of more matches before the regular season ends, how do you feel that the season is gone? If you look at the records, they show that the team has been very good this year.
4: Yeah, we have been uh, pretty good this year, I would say. Uh, We kind of had... setback with Merrimack in the beginning of the season but other than that I feel like uh, the last few games have been very good and uh, all of the guys have showed up and brought their a game and it was very good yeah.
0: Francesca for you as well and it's kind of interesting where your regular season at the time of recording is actually finished um, where you're going to be sitting around now for potentially a week or so for you though Same kind of question. How has this season gone across? You got a couple of key MAC wins early. You just battled against Quinnipiac, which is the team that obviously the team that faced in the MAC championship in 2019. But as a whole, how did this year go for the women's team?
5: I think same as well. I think we've done really well. And I think the one thing that we have is we just fight every single match, win or lose. And I think these next couple of days are great because we get to just take a step back and work on what we want to work on. So we're ready 100 percent for the tournament. And yeah.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask, is it a little bit of a weird one knowing that you've been playing matches basically what every other day for the last few weeks? And all of a sudden the women's team now are just sitting around and waiting. How much scoreboard watching are you are going to be doing as well just to see how things are going to line up?
5: Probably a good amount because, I mean, we're assuming we get into the tournament, but we still don't know what seed we'd be. But I think this time, what we especially talked about after Quinnipiac yesterday is what do we want to work on? I think we have around nine days before the tournament. And I think we all really want to dedicate this time to just becoming the best versions of ourselves. So we give it all in those last few matches and whatever happens, happens.
0: Stathis, for you, I would noticed that this is your first season with this group uh, coming in, especially this group has been on the rise on the men's side over the last few seasons. How have you fit in uh, personally and on the results side as well? It seems that you've just come in right into the mix and elevated this level.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I came from uh, Mercer University, so I spent uh, my four years of undergrad there and I uh, I guess I had I had the, this sort of uh, college experience coming in, so it wasn't it wasn't that that big of an adjustment. Um, I think I think I fit very well with the guys, and we we've become like a very uh, united collective group, and uh, I think it's shown in in our last couple of games.
0: Individually, for you as well, you've had a very good season, mostly at number two singles, and also you're undefeated at number one doubles, mostly playing with Kaya Gore. So, how has that relationship come together on the court, and what what's worked for you?
4: Uh, yeah, I actually have I have loved playing doubles with Kaya, and I had I played my first first doubles match and first actually uh, first match with at Fairfield with Lewis Edwards, and we had a pretty good dub in the beginning of the season against St. John's. Uh, I think. It it was very good. Like uh, usually in the past, I've had uh, I've had trouble uh, getting like this uh, chemistry with a doubles partner, but it seemed like everything is working so far, and I'm really excited to see uh, where the next uh, few matches are gonna be like.
0: It's not to say, Stathis, that you've been good at doubles. Francesca, I've noticed that it's just win after win after win at doubles. Very good singles as well, but you're playing with a young player as well in Scarlett Hutchinson. So how is that coming together that you've had a little experience at the college level and all of a sudden you're thrown right at number one doubles and you're having a lot of success. I think it's what, six straight wins to finish off the season. That's outstanding.
5: Yeah. I mean, I love playing with Scarlett. She's just Such a great presence on the court and I think we complement each other really well game styles wise and just personality wise and she's a freshman, but she definitely, I mean, holds her ground and I think yeah we've been killing it so I'm excited to see how it goes moving forward.
0: As the season has gone as well and I talked with uh, your coach kind of the first week or so of the year knowing how difficult it was having the long break, not really having a chance to really have that kind of competitive mindset in the fall season coming to the spring now. And I'll start with you, Francesca, and then Stathis, you can jump in as well. How has it been having to switch it on right at kind of the beginning of the season, knowing that you didn't have a lot of time before the real important matches, the league matches began.
5: Right. So I think that, All of us have done a really good job of just training and preparing to come back like in the best shape we can, which I think has been really helpful. And I think in our beginning matches, we just said at the end of the day, everyone's in the same boat, like no matter what team we play, nobody's been playing matches for like what a year, year and a half now. So we just kind of went in doing everything we can and we're really, really good at just competing and fighting. So I think that's just been very beneficial. And I mean, it's worked out so far. We're doing pretty well, so
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Same, same here. I mean, it's been basically a year since uh, at least for me that, and uh, for the rest of the guys as well, that we had the competitive match going on. Uh, We didn't have a full season, so it's definitely been a while. And with uh, quarantine and like going on and off practice all the time, it's definitely hard to uh, keep up. But again, it's like, it comes to that point that you gotta uh, try your best uh, and, practice if you can under whatever circumstances and uh if you gotta do stuff on your own you have to do that and I mean we we came in like first match like my first match was against St. John's because I was uh quarantined with COVID and it was like I was I didn't play tennis for like two weeks and then I had to like go right into playing St. John's and it was like probably like our the toughest team we've played so far so it was it was an experience but I'm glad how far we've come and uh, excited to see where we're
0: headed. So great. Thanks for both Stathis and Francesca to take a few minutes to talk with me. And um, Stay tuned to FairfieldStacks.com and our social channels for the progress and both of those teams bid for postseason action. And if they do get into the tournament, who could they be facing down in New Jersey next weekend? So a couple other news to hit on. The best of the rest, as we like to call it on the Stag Sports Rap podcast, uh, men's and women's golf finished last Monday at the Sacred Heart Invitational, the spring invite uh, over at Great River Golf Club. Men's golf finished third in the two day event where they finished above the other five Mac teams in that competition. Jason Salomino was the top scorer for Fairfield, shooting a very impressive one under over two days. They finished tie for a third. The women also competing that event finished tenth out of twelve. Hosted a tri match, which was a great barometer for them going into the MAC tournament uh, this coming weekend as they took on Quinnipiacas as well as St. John's, two outstanding programs uh, over at Smith Richardson Golf Course in Fairfield, finished third, but Diana Velez shot a four over 76 to finish tied for third in that event. Uh, the two teams competed in a one-day event at Gillette Ridge Golf Club today on Sunday. So by the time you're hearing this, make sure to go check out of fairfieldstags.com because the scores from that event will be up there. Field hockey, kind of a feel-good story because – Jackie Kane's group had two regular seasons games left to go uh, in their schedule after a victory over Bryant a couple of weeks back. However, because of COVID concerns within the Merrimack and Wagner programs, both, the, both of those games got canceled, which means they didn't actually get to have a senior day, have a chance to play one more time as a group, but job done and fair play to Sacred Heart for coming over. Uh, they had their final regularly scheduled league game this past Thursday evening, which by the way, they beat Ryder at Ryder and penalty stroke, which is not an easy feat to say the least, but they turned around in less than 48 hours came up here, obviously it's a short drive for them so um, yeah, we appreciate their group making the time to give us basically one more game to have the chance for seniors to get a send off. Um, and with that, Fairfield took advantage of the opportunity and won 5-0. Uh, Kelly Buckley scored a couple of goals. Malin Iglesias, Emily Halderson, Emma Matlock all got ones. And Drew, despite the odd season, Fairfield finished 5-2 and two on the year. I know it's not the year that they wanted, but you mentioned it last week in how we can't really take finishing the season for granted. And fair play to everybody involved, they got the, the season finished.
1: They were, you know, absolutely heartbroken at this time last week, thinking that their season had just ended uh, really just taken out from under them, which I know a lot of our spring teams can certainly relate to that feeling and um, they, they just wanted to play. They wanted that one more chance to go out and have their senior day, especially with now uh, with the, the rules changing a little bit. Some of them got to play in front of their parents for the first time in a long time, but, um, also uh, shout out to our guy, Ryan Monahan, his crew for getting the game up there, uh, broadcast on short notice. So those who couldn't make it could tune in and yeah, they, they just wanted to play and they went out and they, they didn't treat this like a, like playing out the string. They, they went out, they put up five goals on the crosstown rival. And uh, I just very happy for those uh, young women that get to have a good memory of what for many of
0: them will be their final game as stags absolutely and it was great to see them play free and easy which i think after everything that we've been through this year i think all the athletes could say it's been a challenge just to get on the field let alone play with joy that you want to and i think that just speaks great volumes to not only just that team but any team out there that have just appreciated the fact that you can go out and do what you love so shout out to them for getting a chance to finish the season in fairfield field hockey team and Genuinely looking forward to seeing them back on the field in a traditional season in the fall, as long as well as the rest of our fall teams. A uh, couple other shouts rowing competed in an event in New Jersey over the weekend. The men swept all three races against Iona, being the varsity eights, the varsity fours, and the novice fours. The women competed in a quad meet in the same day and earned wins in the second varsity eight boat and the varsity fours. Varsity Eight and Second Varsity Fours finish second in their respective races. Um, Dylan Beckwith, congratulations to him for men's lacrosse despite a loss to Drexel on the weekend, notched his 100th career goal and 200th career point. And then men's soccer, congratulations to Carl Reese's team for reaching the MAC semifinals after a dramatic quarterfinal win over St. Peter's last Sunday they fell to Quinnipiac the finalists in the Mac men's soccer tournament Uh, got a goal from Thomas Drillian that team is going to be returning a lot of key players they do graduate a lot of key players and we salute you guys for an outstanding collegiate career Uh, upcoming schedule baseball travels to St. Peter's on Wednesday for a doubleheader On Friday through Sunday, men's and women's golf are at the Mac Championships at the Disney Magnolia Golf Course down in Orlando. Saturday and Sunday, the men's and women's tennis tournament is at the Mercer County Park Tennis Center in West Windsor, New Jersey. Again, if Fairfield men and women qualify, make sure to check out fairfieldstags.com to see who their opponents are. On Saturday, the 24th, rowing is at an event in New Jersey. Softball hosts St. Peter's. Doubleheader at 12 and two. Men's last host UMass at 12. Women's lacrosse host Maris at four. Baseball of a doubleheader at Manhattan, which continues on Sunday. As does the softball doubleheader against St. Peter's. That's it for the upcoming schedule the fall sports have basically come to an end. So now just the spring sports for the rest of the duration. Drew, uh, final thoughts before we conclude today's show.
1: I just want to throw out some of the names that you've mentioned on this podcast just to, to start us off. Megan Graham, Jake Noviello, Ellie Uh, One thing that those three student-athletes and others have in common is if you go back a couple of years to their freshman year, those weren't players that we were talking about right away. And that's that's not a knock. It's something that happens when you're a newcomer, especially when you come into a good, strong program. The reason it's a strong program is because there's strong upperclassmen and there's some depth and sometimes you just got to work hard in practice and earn your spot, wait your turn a little bit and those players and others have certainly done that successfully. So this segment has become shout outs. so shout out not only to them but shout out to some of the players who are doing that right now, some of the players who will be coming in next year and are going to have to do that players, not just at Fairfield for that matter. It, you know, these teams are if you're talking about lacrosse, they're 40 deep. Baseball, they're 40 deep. Even basketball, it's 15 guys deep and not everybody sees the court every game that they're all they're all working hard. We see it in our jobs every day. They come to practice like everyone else. They get it done in the classroom like everyone else. And so just a shout out to all of them for putting in the work and your time will come.
0: It's always a journey in athletics. It doesn't matter, as Drew said, if you're a day one starter or you have to earn your way in there's always going to be an opportunity out there somewhere. And as Drew mentioned, those specific student athletes, and there's countless of others that we can go to throughout their careers that have taken advantage of the opportunities and just run with it. And for any of those, I I kind of joke with it on the baseball broadcast that there's been so many guys sitting out the bullpen for Fairfield baseball wondering, when is my chance going to come? Well, just keep working because you never know that chance is going to come before you know it. It's up to you to ultimately be ready. And that's kind of our um, little motivational pep talk in this Sunday evening. <laughs> from the shout outs, we get to the, uh, you know, the Ted talks, but yeah, I, I like that. I, I like what you're doing with this, uh, that segment, because again, you get to see a lot of the thing from the inside that even I don't see. And certainly our listeners do not as well, but great stuff, Drew. And can't wait for next week's episode.
1: Uh, looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's always exciting to put these episodes together and think back on just everything we have to talk about from the
0: last week and sometimes just from the last 48 hours. It is crazy to say the least and make sure to stay tuned with all things Fairfield Athletics, uh, fairfieldstags.com, Twitter and Instagram at Fairfield Stags and the Stags Sports Net on Twitter as well. So for Drew, I'm JJ signing off. We will see you all next week, but until then, go Stags.